racing cars need racing fuel. And Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend. And it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. We are powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Delberto, and this is our review edition of the Repco Bathurst 1000 for 2021. Tony D, it didn't quite go the way you wanted, but you <clears> did get to lead a little lap of that race. Yes, mate, uh, you're right. The race didn't go to plan, but we did feature quite, quite heavily in the race. Uh, front row start, Anton did an amazing job in quality and in the shootout to you know, qualify the car on the front row in P2. And uh, earlier in the week, Grant, they told me I was going to start the race. So when uh, Anton put on the front row, I was very excited, but I sort of started shitting my pants a little bit too. <laughs> So I hey, like, wow. let's let's listen. Let's wow. listen right now to the audio of the uh, of the start of the race. So Neil Crompton, none other than Neil Crompton, uh, calling out your name, leading the great one. Senses are set to extreme for the most important start of the year, the Repco Bathurst 1000, and a great start for car number 11. Delberto's got away beautifully at the start of the great race. Up the inside comes Holdsworth. Delberto's done a beautiful job to launch that car with 88 kilos of heavy fuel, cold tyres and a lot to manage getting off the line. The best you, you made an absolute blinder. Smoked Holdsworth off the line, who eventually went on to win the race with Chaz Mostert, of course, for the Walkinshaw and Dreddy United team. A dominant victory for those guys. They had been the fastest throughout the week. Chaz set an amazing time in the top 10 shootout to put it on pole position but he had nothing on your uh, amazing start on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon as it was. Yeah, no, it was a ripper start. And, um, you know, we had, we had a practice start on Saturday and that was absolutely atrocious, atrocious, <laughs> Grant. I, I didn't stall the thing, but I bogged it down terribly. And with the diff ratio and the fuel on board, they're, they're really tricky to get off the line. Um, so I knew we reviewed my start on Saturday and I sat down with Anton and said, you know, what do you think I need to do? Uh, you told me, and I knew what I had to do in the race. But in that moment, Grant, I can't explain how uh, how um, there was pressure, but there was you know so much hype. There was so many eyeballs. It, there was so much excitement around the start of the Bathurst One Thousand. It's one of those races that you know, even if you don't watch car racing, you will sit down and watch the start of the Bathurst One Thousand. It's just like a tradition in Australia or in motorsport in general. So, you know, you do feel a little bit of pressure there. You know, the eyeballs are on the front row. Um, but somehow I managed to block all that out and the car got away beautifully. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautifully. So we launched and I'm looking beside me to Lee, who's, uh, you know, launched reasonably well also. He probably actually jumped better than I did. But then my second phase was much better. And I thought, holy shit. I'm going to lead the race here. I am going to be in the lead of the Bathurst 1000. So I just tipped it in at turn one 
and uh, away we went. Yeah. Up Mountain Straight in first. That uh, the, uh, the the Chaz's car and Lee Holdsworth's car. We're going to catch up with Lee later in this uh, episode of Parked Up uh, to catch up. He's um, a longtime friend of both of ours, a really great guy, and we couldn't be happier to see uh, have him as a great race champion. But um, they had so much they had so much speed, mm-hmm. and you uh, you know exiting Forest Elbow on that first lap, and he was right in your mirrors. Um, I think if anything, yeah, I mean, you're just looking at the, uh, just rewatching the race, you actually defended a little bit into the elbow. So, um, did you kind yeah. of think, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm, I'm up against a, a losing fight here. I did a little bit, but you, you never know how the race is going to pan out or, you know, if they're going to be looking after their tires as well as your, what your car could. Um, we knew our car was reasonably good over a stint. Um, we just sort of struggled a little bit to get going early in the stint with cold tires or low pressure um, and full tanks. So, but, you know, so early in the race, I didn't want to fight. I, I just wanted to try and clear away and get a nice um, gap on the rest of the field. Um, so yeah, Lee showed his nose at the end of the chase and you know, they, they clearly had a bit more straight line than what we did, um, which made the, the move quite easy. Um, and then, Garth got me as well because I got a poor exit out of the chase and he got me into the last corner. So, but, you know, to be honest, I was happy to sit there in third and we cleared away from the rest of the field and um, didn't really have a lot of pressure on us. We could, you know, do our own thing for those early stints. And to be honest, that's what you want to do. You know, you don't want to be fighting so early in the day or risk damaging the car. Um, But it was clear from way early than the race, we're talking Thursday practice, that that Walkershaw car was in a different league. It was so fast every session every lap come out of the box first flyer faster than anyone by a mile um i don't know what they did to that car but it just shows you you know uh at sydney motorsport park they didn't have a lot of form you know they would prop up and then they'd burn the tires off the thing and he'd finish nowhere come to bathurst and the car is an absolute jet so there's so much in the setup of these cars and getting them right and unfortunately for you know, Anton, myself, we, we struggled a little bit. We, we rolled the car out on Thursday and it wasn't anywhere where we thought it was going to be. And we, we had to do a lot of setup work and change the car a huge amount. And I think you're on the back foot a little bit, you know, if the car doesn't roll out strong, because, um, you know, I've had it in the past where you've had good cars straight out of the truck and you're just chipping away, making fine adjustments. And as a driver, you're, you're really confident in the package and you, you're building your confidence at Bathurst. Um, but when you go there and you're making big swings to try and make the car something that it doesn't want to be, um, you never really sort of get on top of it. So it, it was a tricky one. I, I thought we had pace to finish in uh, on the podium, uh, but in the end of the day there, we had ended up having mechanicals. So it all turned a bit pear-shaped, unfortunately, mm. Grant, but mm. I was happy to uh, to feature, and I felt that Anton and I you know, both did our jobs, and um, unfortunately this one got away. Yeah, a little bit of a shame for sure, but um, you know, kind of. Uh, it was nice for Chaz and Lee. They were the fastest car, as you said, over the whole weekend. They did have a tire go down, a bit of a tire delamination, and I'm sure we'll talk to Lee about that um, when we chat to him soon. Um, they so they did have some uh, little wild moment thrown at them, but mm. yeah, their speed was so good that um, and and look, even for. Uh, for Shane Van Gisberg and the champion of the sport for this year didn't didn't have quite enough and actually ended up uh, tearing up a tire 
trying to chase uh, Chaz down. So um, that Walkinshaw car was just perfectly on song. Mm. It does show probably, you know, how aggressive they are on their setup um, compared to what we were. Um, we, we had no tire problems whatsoever. So maybe we could have been more aggressive on our setup and, um, you know, generally in qualifying, you, you'll put a bit more camber on the, on the car and you'll liven it up a little bit that way. Um, and, and potentially, you know, they, they got away with that in the race and um, they, were, they were gaming than what we were to run a bit more camber. And we saw the tire problems they had. And I thought at that time, I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity for everybody else in the field because that car is going to be out of action now. It's just going to keep blowing tires. Mm. But they basically, I think they just like backed it off a little bit and while they went and you know, still won, they had so much speed up, up their sleeve that they could, uh, you know, have a problem like that, dump a heap of time and still recover. You know, they were just so fast. They were half a lap ahead. Yeah. Anyway. So you had the mechanical, which which ruled you out of a shot at a podium, but it was kind of a little bit before that with misjudgment or error in mm. in strategy. Is that um, is that would that be a fair way to put it? Well, I think um, it's all in hindsight, isn't it? You know, I think we we possibly should have taken a safety car that we didn't take. Um, and the only reason I say that is because other cars that did take it that were behind us all day suddenly popped up in front of us later on. So I'm assuming we should have taken that safety car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Probably the back end of the day, it started to get away from us. And, um, you know, because before that we were easily in that sort of third to fifth range, you know, we're sitting there if every stint, um, but yeah, suddenly we're eighth, then where we get belted around and we're 13th or something, you know? Yeah. And then we're like, oh, you know, we're in trouble here. And we, we actually tried to do a pit stop later on in the day to get fuel in hand, thinking there was going to be more safety cars. And look, there was. But the unfortunate thing, Grant, was <laughs> the safety car was for our car that had stopped. <laughs> so, uh, no good. No good. Uh, that um, uh, stupid race. Stupid race. It's uh, a stupid race. But for some, it's an absolute great race. And uh, that one person is Lee Holdsworth. So maybe let's let's catch up with him right now and talk to the t- one of the 2021 Repco Bathurst 1000 champions, Lee Holdsworth. We've known him for a long time. This was his 18th start in the great race. And now he can call himself a, a champion. So let's get into it. And it's great to welcome Bathurst 1000 champion Lee Holdsworth onto the Parked Up podcast. Bathurst 1000 champion, that's got a nice little ring to it. Man, that sounds so cool. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> you are a Bathurst champion. It is unbelievable. Awesome job. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it hasn't sunk in yet. So every time someone says it to me, it sort of um, becomes more realistic. But yeah, it's, it's taking a while. Um, I have glimpses, I have moments where I go, Far out, that just happened, and then, um, and then it escapes my mind again. So, I'm sure through the week, um, it'll it'll start uh, really um, to sink right in, and and to realise what such an accomplishment um, it was. So, yeah, I mean, every, every it's every driver's dream. If you can't win the championship, you want to win the Bathurst 1000. I can't believe I've, I've now done it. Congratulations, mate. Uh, from a driver's point of view. It's something, like you said, every driver dreams of doing. And I, I've, I've read your brother's um, Facebook post the other day about yeah. the struggles over the times and how Bathurst hasn't been a happy hunting ground 
you know, the entire time you've been there, 18 times or something like that. Um, talk us through that. I mean, to finally get the win under your belt, um, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's a funny pick, actually. I didn't realise that he actually took that pick when I was doing it. I was, so I went up the top of the mountain after, um, I think it was in about, geez, I don't even know. I think it was 2009 or 10 or something. I went up the top of the mountain. I thought this place is just, it's, it's got something against me because there's always something that uh, puts me out of the race, whether it's an engine or a co-driver or I don't know. There's, there were just so many things that hurt my chance at a, at a result there. And, um, uh, and so I thought, well, I've got to make peace with the mountain. So I, <laughs> I went up the top, I took a beer up with me and I dug a little hole and, um, and, I, and I prayed to the mountain. I said, please, come on, let's be friends. Let's be friends from now on. We can do this. <laughs> and um, and I, I had a little sip of the beer and I said, cheers to the mountain. I gave him a little sip and, uh, and away I went. And um, yeah, 13 or something years later, He's finally forgiven me, and uh, <laughs> and I guess that maybe that beer has finally seeped all the way to the bottom of the mountain now. Um, so yeah, it was. It, it's um, I don't know. You know that I'm not a spiritual sort of person, but um, if there's anywhere where you feel the need to uh, to speak to the the mountain or the ground, it's up there. You know, you feel like there's mountain gods, and um, and they've decided the race winner before you've even got there. So. Uh, pretty special for them to choose myself and Chaz this year. Now, speaking of beer, uh, my sources tell me that you might've had a couple on Sunday night um, celebrating no, no. and Monday was a bit of a struggle. No beer. No beer. Just what? Bourbon, Just shots. vodka. Shots. <laughs> Fireball. Um, How did you guys yeah. celebrate such an oh, amazing day? Well, you know, after the race, um, and I've heard this before. I never believed that, you know, that you you can't you, that you're not going to get straight on the beers straight after the race. But I can tell you, like straight afterwards, there was so much going on. Um, you know, you're lapping it all up, and you never even get a chance to crack a beer until about eleven o'clock, when we finally got back to the house, and um, and and the team all met there and we had a bit of a celebratory drink and then we headed to the pub. But by the time we got to the pub, it was probably past midnight. And, um, and then it felt like the lights came on soon after that. Um, and then, yeah, so it was all, it seemed like it was all over pretty early, but um, my head didn't think so the next day. Uh, <laughs> we were, I think I went to bed at about five and the alarm clock went off at six 30 and we're back into the media stuff. And um, once I felt that I was under the limit, um, I jumped in the car and I drove home. So I was home at 1am 1, 1 this morning. Uh, so I, ha I just haven't really had time to stop and reflect on, um, yeah, just this huge milestone in my career. Yeah, huge milestone. And uh, as much as I would love to use this time to talk to you about the actual race, uh, it's, it's probably more about those, you know, everything that has led that's led up to it. You know, you, you've, you've put yourself in a position in your career to ultimately take this, uh, to take this prize. And as you were saying before, it was, uh, you know, many, many twists and turns, but it does make, it must make all of the, um, all of the hardships, um, all of the change of direction in career, switching teams, you know, even thinking back to when you were, you know, 
karting and then what you did, uh, you did Commodore Cup, you went back and did Formula Ford to try and have a little reset in your, uh, in your stuff, um, you know, and that's, I think, where, where we really first, uh, first met each other. You've kind of ridden so many different waves to get there. Does it, does it feel like this makes everything worth it? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. It's it's yeah. There's definitely there's there's been lots of lows. There's been a lot more lows in motorsport than than there are highs. That's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, to to get something that I've been aiming at since really like this, that, and I, I've I, I say this to everyone, and I'm pretty sure Tony would agree that when since you're a young bloke you know, four or five years old, you're watching Bathurst and you're thinking, man, that is just, that's the coolest thing. And, and everyone you watch there that wins that race becomes like a, a hero to you. And, uh, and I remember guys like, you know, Johnson and Bow and Seaton and Brock and all those guys, they were the guys that I looked up to as a kid. And, um, and, and they were the guys that were my heroes. So, you know, to, to finally put my name on that trophy is something pretty bloody special and um to think that there's a young kid out there watching like i was and uh and, and you know looking up to to chaz or myself as a as a motor racing hero now It'd be very um, short if they were looking up to you brother well come on buddy <laughs> they'll be watching from a telly so they can they can look up <laughs> <laughs> and you can't talk, Tony. So oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's uh, it, yeah, it's it's you'd go through any of that heartbreak, heartache to uh, to end up with a Bathurst one thousand victory. Awesome. Now, um, I'm sure Tony wants to bring it up. I'll bring it up. Let's talk about the uh, drag race at the start. <laughs> <laughs> you both, both of you, blokes were that was on my the highlight. Front. They were you both, but on the front row of the grid. Uh, ultimately, your your car, Lee, um, so fast, so very fast, yeah. all the way through the weekend. Um, you guys had that absolutely dialed in, but um, yeah, I'm sure Tony wants to gloat for a moment about the three quarters of a lap that he led of the great race. Oh. Well, I, I did such a terrible job of um, my practice start in practice five or six or whatever it was that I was bloody stressed going into the race, starting on the front row with you. Um, and it was an absolute fluke that I got the thing off the line because those things are so difficult to actually get off the line. Um, Especially I had no confidence. It. Especially with 120 liters of fuel in it, and uh, and the big tall um, tall diff. So, yeah. So, uh, but it was, yeah, it was and, very clear to me, very very early in that lap, that I had nothing compared to, uh, <laughs> to you guys, and uh, uh, I wasn't going to put up much of a fight. But you know, tell us about you know, when you rolled out for practice earlier in the weekend. I mean, the car must have been on song straight away, and you had a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. From day dot, you know, we rolled that car out. Um, I, I had an inkling that the car was going to be somewhere on the money. Um, you know, just from watching the form of Chaz last year and then earlier this year, uh, you know, they were quick. So we knew we'd probably have a car that was good for top three or four as soon as we got there. But man, it rolled out of the truck and it was just on song. And um, and we continued to chip away at the balance and just make it better and better and better and chase the track conditions. Um, you know, there were a few times where we, where we stopped chasing it because we were probably a session ahead of the track conditions. 
Um, so we just sort of, I've never been so relaxed about um, where the car is at in the lead up. Um, we, you know, usually, you know, that tomorrow the track's going to get grippier or, you know, and the, you know what the balance is going to do, you know, um, you need more scope in the bars or whatever. Um, but we felt that we were in such a good position that we could just leave it and we had enough scope in the bars then to find the, the new direction the next day. And, uh, and come Sunday, warm up, I jumped out of the car and I said, man, do not touch this thing. And, you, you know, there's not many times, Tony, I'm sure you'd agree, where you jump out of a car and you say, don't touch it. You know, you always want to tune something up and make it better. But, um, you know, at that point of the weekend, we knew we had the fastest car there um, and, and we knew we had a, a great combination um, with, with Chaz and I driving. You know, me being fresh out of main series, I knew that um, uh, I had to be somewhere near Chaz with pace. And, um, and yeah, it was just comfortable to do it. And, uh, and so we, we sort of knew that it was our, our race to lose in a way. But at the same time, you know, we've witnessed so many fast cars around there not take the victory. And, um, and we didn't want to be one of those stats. So we just um, played our cards right played it cool stayed relaxed um didn't panic even when the you know we had a tire delaminate um we knew we could fight our way back and uh and and that was what we were able to do and you know the team did an amazing job with their pit stops um really apart from that tire failure everything just went 100 percent to plan so it's it's pretty much unheard of i think in the great race to uh to be able to come out and say that and uh, after the race, uh, your engineer, Adam DeBore and Ryan Walkershaw got a new hairstyle, I see. And you didn't follow yeah. suit? Um, well, I was going to, but I was told that peroxide doesn't stick well to white hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to mention no hair at all. Um, so it wasn't going to really work for me. Um, I didn't actually notice uh, Adam's that much because it went from red to sort of, I don't know, orangey. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he looked a lot better, to be honest. <laughs> um, hey. no, the, Chaz obviously started something early in the weekend and then Vinny, the truck driver, got his hair done the same. They were trying to look like kick out out of, I think it's the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, I think that kick out probably pulls it off a little bit better than Chaz does, but um, <laughs> Chaz, Chaz is such with a that mustache and the hair, I was like, mate, you couldn't look any and the worse, socks. please. And the socks, oh, oh, yeah. but the, the ladies love it the though, the ladies character. love it, and even I had some uh, some younger types telling me, like, this is this guy is just so cool, we 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 really like him, and now he's a two time Bathurst winner. and uh he is um a man man of the man of the younger generation potentially he is he is i couldn't stop laughing when he got up there on the podium and just screamed out how good is this guys how good is it to have the crowd back and uh and everyone was up on their feet roaring out you know ch chanting mozzie 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 i've never been on a driver's parade where the whole place is going nuts for one driver and um yeah pretty amazing he's he's such a He's such a cool cat. Um, no shame at all. He just he just uh, owns owns his personality, and um, that's what everyone loves about him. And plus, he can steer a car. That's for sure.
Okay, and uh, look, mate, we know you're busy, but um, the uh, I'm sure you've got another uh, 15 media engagements uh, straight after this. Um, but um, what's what's next for Lee Holdsworth? We saw you do TCR Australia this year to keep your hand in. Um, uh, you know, there might be one or two supercar seats, particularly one, you know, maybe still on the market. Is the, is the full-time thing in supercars done for you? Would you like to go and do it again? If not, what else? Um, oh, look, I'm, I'm open to options, but I, um, uh, like I spent this whole year, you know, it was a really tough year and I've been looking for a job all year outside of motorsport. And I finally nailed a, a great opportunity um, with CBR Real Estate. Um, and uh, yeah, it's completely left field, but um, yeah, got, uh, so I'll be, I'll be doing that next year. But um, uh, you know, there's still, a chance that I could do some, you know, racing commitments with that. Um, and whether that's full time or, or going back with WAU for, uh, for the enduro. Um, I'm just not sure at this stage, but um, you know, I, I don't want to waste a great opportunity that I have outside of motorsports. So um, yeah, I just have to, I have to weigh everything up when it comes down to it and, put all the cards on the table and, and do what's best for my family and myself. And, um, uh, yeah, there, there's a great chance to come back and win another Bathurst next year, um, with WAU and Chaz. And, um, so there, there's just a lot to think about, um, over the break and, um, yeah, we'll see where, which card I flip up in the new year. <laughs> Would you prefer to do, you know, be full time again? or just do one race a year that knowing you go in there and you could win the race because, you know, unless you get an opportunity that you can win races week in, week out, um, you know, back in a, a main series seat, it's not as exciting as it sounds to, to go there and really struggle. And you've been in those positions before where you're just bashing your yeah. head against a brick wall, losing confidence, not yeah. enjoying the sport that you're meant to love. Is it better to do less? and just, you know, have a great opportunity at the 1000 and maybe some fun stuff um, outside of that? Um, it's a really, it's a really tough question because, you know, as a racer, you want to be racing every weekend or every couple of weeks. Um, and supercars is what I love doing, you know, it's um, nothing else compares to it. So um, although I've enjoyed the TCR program this year, um, it, it just hasn't, uh, you know, it hasn't met that level of excitement that I get in supercars and um, yeah, but, and then you've got to think, you know, do I, uh, do I just have another couple of years at a shot of Bathurst and um, that's pretty appealing. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really tough one. I've been in those situations, like you said, with, with teams that, you know, was, that were struggling and, um, and yeah, it's a hard slog. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the end of the year, you, you would look back and say, man, I would take a, bat, a shot at Bathurst any day mm. over what I just went through that year. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, uh, you know, if there's great potential, um, then it's, uh, you know, with the, with the team um, full time, then, you know, it's something you'd have to consider. Oh, well, awesome, mate. We, uh, we thank you so much for your time. Enjoy uh, deciding or, or uh, the, uh, the Christmas break and 
coming up with your 2022 plans, one thing that is for sure and that no one will ever be able to take away is that you are now a Bathurst 1000 champion. And that is, uh, that is really cool. And, um, yeah, on behalf of both Tony and I, I'm, you know, we just, uh, couldn't have, couldn't be happier. I'm sure we'd like to see Tony win that race one day. But oh, uh, you know, see, Nick, Nick's I'd love best. To see Tony win it too. Um, he's been uh, right. been there in you know a good team, and uh, everyone knows that he's um, you know up up the top in uh, in terms of the uh, co-drivers. So he's um, yeah, you're a legend, Tony. And that was a cool little battle we had at the start. I really enjoyed it. Um, it would have been cool to cool to uh have that one go on for a few more laps but i saw garth coming and i thought i can't stay yeah. around here for too long um you know garth he doesn't he doesn't often uh let you just sit there in front of him no i knew you guys were faster and i thought i just want to tuck in behind you and clear off on the rest of the the battle pack behind me so it worked out all right <laughs> Good uh, thanks again mate appreciate your time on the show and uh, you enjoy guys. your christmas mate with that uh, amazing trophy under your arm Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, bye. And we thank Lee for his time. Tony, he 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 sounds pretty happy. He sounds. Uh, I don't think it's sunk in just yet. He doesn't sound happy enough. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon he's he's uh, he's satisfied. But uh, look, it sounds like he's had a really busy couple of days. And I think once he just relaxes on the weekend, has a beer with the family it will really hit him what he's just achieved. You know, if yep. something that he's been trying to achieve for, you know, 18 years going to the mountain, but you've got to remember all the time before that as well. You know, yep. it's, it's a huge journey. And um, I think he'll, he'll really appreciate what he's just achieved. I mean, it's huge. It's massive. So when's your turn next year? Well, are you going to come back? Oh, I think I'd, I'd be pretty confident I'm going to come back, but um you can never, never bank on this stuff. Um, but I've got, I've got a couple more years before I get to as many Bathursts as Halsey. So maybe I've just got to wait a couple more years. If he can do it, then why not? No, absolutely. No, they might, that uh, we can, we only hope that there's one for you and all my sports bet account is empty because, <laughs> um, because of uh, my, uh, my trust in your uh, ability. But um, that's all right. We'll make it back one day. Um, hey, there's um, there, there's a little bit of news to talk about. So uh, should we bowl into that? Let's get into it. Okay, this is the news. The news is brought to you by motorsportwebsites.com.au and next week we're going to have a nice little Motorsport Websites advert. Now, Shane Indeed. Tanner from Motorsport Websites has been asking me to do it for a couple of weeks. And um, What have you been my, doing, mate? My yes. weeks have been uh, – my days have been skipping away from me, so apologies to Shane. We're going we're gonna to set him up a real nice little advert, so listen out for that next week. Um, okay, the news. There was this race at this mountain in the uh, central west of New South Wales, mm. and it was won by Chaz Boston and Lee Holdsworth. We've talked a fair bit about that. Tony, there was so much going on the weekend, 10 categories. It was over six days. It was an unbelievable event. And quite frankly, I'm burnt out and I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not uh, having to worry about any more race cars at the moment. But uh, look, in terms of the 1000 and all of the supercars stuff that we saw uh, in the build up to the great race, there was, you know, it was pretty limited in terms of incidents, but 
we saw oh. some big incidents mm. in some support categories. Absolutely. If anything, we saw some pretty average driving. Well, there was a lot of shunts. Every mm. category that went out there, there just seemed to be uh, their races or their sessions would get red flagged. and Safe, do, Safety cars and red yeah. flags. I felt sorry for them because a lot of these people had um, obviously been waiting to go racing again or finish off their championship and you, you have a two-lap race and then it'd be time certain and the, you know that's all they'd get. Um, but there was just so many crashes, mm. so many silly maneuvers going on which resulted in cars getting binned and a lot of money being spent, you know, when it could have been avoided. Um, it, it was absolutely insane. And you're right, you're right. There wasn't a huge amount in supercar land for some reason. Generally, that that sort of uh, is the headline of shunts. Um, every other category, S5000, oh, my God. I don't, I don't think they uh, they would have used every spare part that was um, ever built to try and repair all those cars over the yep. weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, um, and Super look, look. 2. Thankfully, no we didn't. Yeah, no, no. There was, uh, there was, there was plenty. Uh, even the Toyotas, uh, they were tearing each other up through the, through the S's. Look, thankfully, um, you know, there was no, uh, no major injury. I think the biggest injury might have been Matt McKeldon in mm. Trans Am. He gave that wall a real big lick at Reed Park. Yeah, and yeah, he popped his popped his shoulder out. I sent him a text and I heard nothing back. So I assumed he was actually, uh, he's in a lot of pain, but that, that looked very violent and just such a crap way to finish a year. You know, for a lot of those guys, um, you know, it's a final race of the year. You want to go out in a high, not be repairing a car or stuck in hospital with your, you know, an injury. Um, a, a good friend of mine, Nick McBride, who races in Carrera Cup, had a shunt um, going under the tree up the hill with Simon Fallon. That car was sold. It was gone. Like he, he'd sold that car in preparation for the new car for next year. And now it's a write-off. Wow. Like just terrible, terrible. Yep. Like that, to go into Christmas with all that, um, you know, playing on your mind and just stuff to sort out is just not very nice. So yeah. anyway, that's car racing and that's uh, just shows how you know competitive people are and how much they want to win at the mountain. Yep. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about that. Uh, so S5000 was plagued with with yellow flags. It was plagued with safety cars. It was plagued with a couple of red flags as well, which was a, which was a real shame because when they were actually all racing together, it was it was really entertaining. Now, like yeah. the question, the question is though, you know, is that the right circuit for those type of cars? I, I thought it was fine. You know, like they, I spoke to a couple of the guys and they, they didn't seem phased by how quick they were going or how sketchy the cars were. Yeah, I, I think they did a, a good thing in taking some power out. They took 70 horsepower out of those engines. Um, they were still, I think, almost 300 k's down the down Conrod, something like that. Um, but, yeah, we just saw quite a few shunts, you know, and wheels getting clipped going into the chase. And, you know, once you obviously tear a wheel off, you're just an absolute passenger. And mm. Aaron Cameron almost going over, rolling over. That was a pretty scary moment, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, that wasn't the only one, you know. So I think James Golden did a very good job to avoid a lot of the carnage. And uh, I think he won most of the races over the weekend that mm -hmm. I saw of anyway. But yeah, just just carnage there. I, I think the cars were they sounded good around there. They were 
nail biting, you know, like when you're watching it, you're actually nervous for the drivers. And I think that's good viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as the drivers, you know, aren't too scared. What do you think? Um, yeah, I thought that they, that they were able to race really close. And you're right, it was nail biting. You saw these open wheelers and they've got wheels sticking out and, um, you know, the potential for yeah, big accidents. And I guess knowing the sport, we were almost horrified looking on thinking, oh, geez, what is next? But like they did a reasonable, the drivers had done a re- reasonable job to not have too much contact. But mm. then it again, I don't want to say you're right again because that, that's... That, try not to do that. I try to argue with you most of the time. But there were a couple of times that they did uh, clip clip wheels or whatever. And mm. the Aaron Cameron and Lewis Leeds incident through the chase was, uh, you know, maybe one of them should have rolled out. Maybe Lewis should have rolled out of the throttle a bit earlier. Maybe Aaron shouldn't have been too greedy. You know, it mm. was a racing incident. I feel mm. like what well, was close to a racing incident at the end of the day. So... I think Aaron actually got a little penalty for that, which was uh, which 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 was probably fair. Um, the best bit though was that uh, certainly in S five thousand land, they've got a lot of amazing um, highlight reels, and um, yeah, the cars proved that they can they can do the job. Uh, you know, they were they were pretty safe, and everyone was able to emerge from it. There's no more frightening racetrack than, um, than Mount Panorama. But, yeah, it was kind of good that they all survived to, f- to fight another day. Uh, the, the TCRs also produced some great racing, but they were having some tyre problems. Not surprising, to be honest. The, the race distance was uh, too long, I think, 21 laps around Bathurst, um, which I assume is a, f- a full tank um, load. Yeah. Tires are just frying off the things and delaminating. We've seen that in races much shorter. So I wasn't surprised. And to be honest, I wasn't uh, out there racing, but I, I'd, um, I was sort of not um, too unhappy about it either because you know some of those guys having to do pit stops during the race to replace tires and to, just to finish, like it was a bit bit crazy. So anyway, they'll review that. I saw, I saw that they, um, they dropped the final race down to 15 laps, I think it was, or 16 laps. Um, to try and help with that. And uh, Aaron Cameron, again, was a superstar, I thought. He, he did an amazing job. Um, Jordan Cox, obviously, he, we know how fast he is at Bathurst. He did another cheeky move uh, into the into Skyline around Michael Caruso of all, all, all guys, not just, you know, a slow guy down the back. He did it at one of the guys that was right at the front. Um, and, and James Moffat, you know, I thought he was going to take a win there and unfortunately mm. had a tie go. So, just a bit of a shame, you know, like you, you sort of have, you can't race those things at the moment flat out. You've got to nurse them. And um, I don't think that's a lot of fun, to be honest. No, 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 no. But uh, the, despite some of those incidents, we didn't see any cars get completely torn up. As you said, we saw a couple in uh, Carrera well, Cups. We so did. We did in practice one. We saw one get torn up real bad. Uh, who was that? Chaz. Oh, of course. <laughs> that was a big ac- that was a big accident. That was a that was a uh, that, that was a big accident. Does that feel like about a week ago? That was, it was a actually lot. over a week ago. It was actually over <laughs> a week ago that, that that happened. First practice, I think a TCM car had laid down a little bit of oil up there. It was on Chaz's second or third lap, maybe his first flyer, and yeah, he he binned it. He binned it. 
Yeah, and it's, it's suddenly put his whole championship um, hopes um, in jeopardy. Not not because uh, you know we didn't think he was going to win the championship, but because he wanted to try and do it on the Wednesday race, the first race, and then he wanted to concentrate on supercar stuff. So that he had to get back out there. The boys, the boys basically did an all-nighter trying to finish this uh, or fix the car. And he got out there, and I think it was pretty second-hand, but he did, did enough to uh, to win the championship there. And you know, very deserved winner of TCR this year. He 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 has done an amazing job. You know, he was quick out of the box, and uh, he chipped away at it all year, and did what he had to in that final race to win the championship, and then won the Bathurst One Thousand as well. I mean, bloody hell. You could share it around a little bit. <laughs> do you think you'll do TCR again next year? Nah, not a hope. Not a hope. Nah, I don't know. Maybe. Don't, Who you knows? don't want him to do TCR, uh, no, look, I think. I spoke to him um, before the weekend and I said, do you, do you enjoy TCR? And he says, I love it. I love the challenge of something different, something that I've really got to focus on. I'm not natural with it. And I have really enjoyed it. So there you go. Cool. Oh, well, who knows? I mean, it'd be great to have him back. Be great to have him back. I'm not sure. Maybe he'll get one of those new Audis as well. Certainly, Jay Hansen is getting one, so uh, that'll be good. Will you come back and do TCR now that you you got to sit up, sit on a, on the sidelines for a round? Mm. What's the plan? Do you uh, do you want to come back for it? I do want to come back for it. Yep, um, I've got a little bit to go yet, but Honda are definitely keen. They're definitely keen to come back and they were very good to me, um, allowing me not to race at Bathurst. And they're very supportive of uh, the decision there not to do that. And, you know, they're, they're definitely keen to go next year, but, um, you know, I've just got to finalise a couple of things budget-wise and see whether we can afford to do it properly. And um, But it's a really good sign that, you know, Honda have been in it from the start and they believe in the category and they want to go again and, and you know, hopefully have a better year. We had a rough year this year, there's no doubt. Um, yeah. So we want to try and, you know, do a better job uh, come next year. It was rough. It was a rough year in terms of results. You uh, you did pick up uh, one podium there at Phillip Island, but it was so stop-start as well. Mm. It was very yeah. stop-start. And yeah. I know you, you also had some, you know, there were a couple of little tyre issues as well mm. that had plagued you. They were just at those particular circuits. I think if we'd actually gone to the Morgan Parks and gone to some of those other circuits that aren't quite as tyre sensitive, you know, you might have been able to uh, show your real hand. But um, yeah, I think the Honda would be uh, more suited to some of those smaller circuits with less straight line handling as well. Um, that doesn't seem to be our strength um, in the Honda. It's very good under brakes and, and cornering. So. Yeah, it's just the way this year rolled out. We all know the results at Tasmania were were atrocious. Um, so I'm really looking forward to going back there next year. Um, but no, look, we've we've made a lot of improvements, and we'll see. It'd be great to join um, Wally again for another season. And uh, you know, I think doing TCR does sharpen you up from a driver's point of view. You watch it on the weekend. All these young guys having a massive crack. You know, the racing is really intense, and you don't really get that in many categories. So I think for me personally, it's good for my driving. It's it's good to sharpen me up and to make me push harder. And hopefully that prepares me better for next year's uh, Bathurst 1000. Great. Okay. And uh, okay, let's talk about some supercars news. We'd, we've got some F1 that we can talk about, but a new calendar came out. And I know personally, you'll be thinking the worst thing about the calendar is that there's still only one, two driver race. Yeah, I know. That's a real 
uh, disappointment because it means I can't put a bigger invoice in for next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, I really do think the balance of two enduros would be amazing. You know, it's, it's a huge amount of work for a co-driver or for a team to do one endurance race a year. Um, to spread that over two, I think would make more sense. It's obviously a cost thing that that's why they're thinking that way. But, uh, you know, from my selfish self grant, I think, uh, two races would make a lot more sense and, Mm. um, would make the whole thing a lot more worthwhile. You know, like I I prepare for the Bathurst 1000 all year. So what's throwing another enduro in going to make any difference to that preparation and, you know, the team's. You know, they, they um, have all their endurance, you know, setups ready to go and their team ready for an endurance race. It, it's not that big a deal for them to do another event. So I, I, anyway, yes, one race, <laughs> one enduro, that's no, all. And everything no. else was pretty standard, to be honest. It didn't look like it was um, revolutionary. We're not going to America. We're not going to, you know, anywhere exotic. So, yeah, yep. pretty standard calendar. Well, let's hope that it can happen as it's uh, as it's slated, because um, you know we don't want to end up with more border crossings of issues and events being cancelled. And yeah, no, I think we're through. I reckon we're through that. I reckon we're good. Let's hope. We can only hope. So we'll see. All right. Um, uh, what else? We can Did talk to Formula One. Well, I I actually. I actually have not watched the race. Oh. And usually that's something that you would say on this podcast. I watched it. I, I got really early to drive back to Melbourne. I do know that we're in for an awesome finale. Tell us what you thought of the first Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Well, the track's quite insane. Isn't uh, it? Not a, not a huge amount of safety. Uh, well, there's safety barriers, but they're very close to the edge of the track. So, you know, if they <laughs> have an off, you know, there's no room for recovery. Um, but the race itself, man. For one, for one, Lewis and Max are just in a different league altogether. So they're dicing it out at the front of the field, right? And there's a there was a point there where they were you know, die bombing each other and going off track, and Max had to give the position back, so he had to slow down. So he slows down the straight. Lewis doesn't know what's going on. Make, makes contact with him. Then they get going again and then they sort of let each other go. Like Max ends up letting him go again and then dive bombs him again. They would have dumped 20 seconds at least in this like little exchange. Right. And the other the guy who was in third, I don't even know who it was, but didn't even feature, didn't even come through and, and take the victory or anything. Like it was just like they were out there by themselves. It was absolutely insane. But in the end, Lewis got the win. Even with a wing, front wing that was hanging off the car, he still had more pace to be able to win the race. So I think if um, Max hadn't have gotten the lead, you know, after the restart, after Schumacher's shunt, um, which you don't know about because you haven't watched it, but Schumacher <laughs> has a shunt, oh. um, you know, there, there's no way that uh, he wasn't going to win the race because the cars were just so much faster, I think. So yep. uh, it's going to be interesting going to Abu Dhabi, equal on points. Uh, but Max does have more wins, so he's technically leading the championship. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Abu Dhabi will be a very strong track for Mercedes-Benz. So my money is on Lewis. What Ooh. about you? Uh, I, guess, um, I guess the popular opinion or the popular thing is that everyone wants Max to win. Why? I'm right. Personally, I don't, I don't – not really fast. I mean, it would be nice to see someone else – 
win, I guess. You know, Lewis has had an incredible run. He's won, what is it, five, five of the last six or something mm. like that. And the only, uh, you know, it's been a long time since anyone other than Mercedes have won. Of course, Lewis has won everything and Nico Rosberg snuck his nose in there and um, and took one of those uh, midway through the last decade. So mm. um, that uh, it's been an, a, a supremely dominant period for that team. So I think a lot of people are just thinking, hey, it'd be nice to see something, something new happen. Yeah. But also history is... Uh, History's calling. If Lewis gets this done, that is eight world titles and puts him in absolutely rare air. No one has. That's what I. That's what I'm excited about. Like in my lifetime, I'm never going to probably ever see this again. So, I want him to win. I want him to take out the championship. And yes, Max is going to win championships in the future. He's got heaps heaps of years to go. No dramas. What is he like? Sixteen or something? He's going to win world titles. That guy. So, one more for Lewis. And then, you know, he can retire or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, like if he wins the championship this year, surely all the doubters of Lewis Hamilton about how he's just got the best equipment and whatever, they'll all just shut up because he's put up a hell of a fight this year to try and claw back um, points on Max. They've been going hard at it. And if you do watch the Grand Prix from the weekend, you can see the experience coming in or the experience shining through of, a guy that's calm in the car. Mm. Um, so let's see. We should we should catch up and watch it together. It'd be good fun to watch. Yeah, bit of Sunday night, uh, Sunday night, couple of little pizzas and beers or whatever. Celebrate another season. Um, and it's your birthday week as well. It is. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Another one. I'm ticking another one. It's Huey's birthday, actually. My uh, youngest son. He's, yes. Uh, it's he's two, so that's what we celebrate these days, Grant. Not my birthday. Tell me about it. Tell yep. me about it. These uh, our birthdays become non-events, well, especially since you uh, decided to have uh, have your son's birthday on that, your birthday. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. We had the option to have him the next day, and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, this is going to take the shine off yeah, my birthday. So exactly. <laughs> oh, don't be like. Actually, I, my um, my eldest daughter was due to be born very close to my birthday, and I thought this will be perfect. She will be mm. born on my birthday, and we'll get to share that. It'll be something really special that we can share. Uh, she just decided to come three weeks earlier than her due date, nah. so um, missed out on that one. There you go. There you go. How inconsiderate. She wasn't thinking. Um, okay. Well, any other takeouts from? The, the week, it was huge up at Mount Panorama. Oh, there's, the, there's, we could do a whole show on what happened at Mount Panorama. Maybe we should do that next week. We can talk a bit more about the support categories because there was a lot going on, championships being won and mm. all sorts. So. Yeah, no, yeah. There, was, there was a bit going on. It was great to catch up with Lee earlier. Uh, again, we congratulate him and Chaz and the entire Walkinshaw and Andretti United team. Such a uh, such a, a special performance from those guys. Um, I'll let you know a little secret. Oh yeah, cool. Go. So my family business, um, Centaur Products. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to know, mm-hmm. um, we do a bit of paint work. We paint the Walkershaw and Dreddy United bumpers for their supercar operation. Oh. So technically, you know, you were, we're first part across, of this win. You were, we're first across the line. You were absolutely think, first across the line. I think that's what helped them. The paintwork was so good that mm-hmm. it, it made their car a bit more streamlined and, you know, aerodynamic. Correct. 
Okay. Because beforehand they were doing it in house, so they had someone someone else painting, and he was not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that I can you know put my finger on. Suddenly we're we're doing the paintwork, and suddenly going a bit better. Okay. If that's what so, you want to hold on to, then you take that. Well, what I'm saying is, if any other supercar teams are listening, you can get your paintwork done at Centaur Products, and you will go faster. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Centaurproducts.com.au, I think, is the next thing you want to say. Yep, go for it. <laughs> hey, Gen 3 launched as well. That was one thing uh, we didn't talk yeah. about. What nah, did, what we'll did you talk th- about it next time. Well, but no, what you, initially, though, what's nah. your first thoughts? What's your first oh, thoughts? Bloody loud. They are very loud. Very loud. Real yeah. loud. Now, I thought they looked great. I really thought they looked great. I mean, I love the Mustang, obviously, but I thought the Camaro looked tough as. Like, mm-hmm. I, I liked it. Um, mm-hmm everything that they've been talking about how they look like the road car they're just fatter and lower and you know pumped out guards and things like that um i I think they've got a long way to go from a handling point of view they're not finished yet um and you know throttle delivery and just talking with anton about when he drove it at bathurst but um yeah they look cool there was a, a lot of hype around them so that's exciting um and hopefully, you know, it achieves everything that supercars want it to because that is our next generation of car that we're going to have for a long time. Mm. Oh, well, and very exciting. Very different to what the current supercars look like. Mm. Very different to what any, any supercar has ever looked like. And I guess now it's, while they will somehow still award the Australian Touring Car Championship to the winner of the supercars, it's not they're not touring cars anymore they're sports cars really well yes but the the current car is more of a sports sedan you know like it's nothing like the road car is it mm. um mm-hmm. so gen 3 is getting quite clo- back closer to what the road car is at least it's the same size car you know like the mustang looks nothing like the road going mustang yeah so i think it's a step in the right direction i, I hope it achieves what supercars want though you know like cuts costs um, we can follow closer. You know, we're not so aero dependent because you look at the wings on the supercars now, they're huge, massive. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you're tucked up behind someone, you're absolutely buggered. You can't race them. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it achieves that. that. That's what they want. Closer racing. You can fight harder. Um, and it's not so dependent on um, having clear air and, um, you know, getting that aero to work. So more mechanical grip. Well, we'll see. We don't get to find out till 2023. But um, yeah, one one last year in the current generation of car, I think will be um, will be a nice farewell for um, for the Mustangs that you raced and um, and those Commodores. The last time we'll see the Commodore for the unforeseeable future in mm. an Australian touring car competition. Um, all right, mate, let's go. Let's get it out. We've, um, we're have we a day late with this, but um, mm. Bathurst is a big one and we had uh, we had Monday off. Yep. We're back into it and, uh, mate, we're getting close to Christmas and your birthday. Yes. It's your birthday week. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Let's, Appreciate uh, it. Let's talk next week. Okay, mate. Thanks. Ciao.